0: Hello and welcome to King's Place podcasts. I'm delighted to welcome today Martin Feinstein, director of the Feinstein Ensemble and the lutenist Jakob Lindberg to discuss the Bark Weekend that comes to King's Place on the 7th of April 2017. Martin, your Bark Weekend is something of an institution in London, isn't it? Why did you start
1: it? Um, yes, it's been going 10 years. In fact, this is the 10th year. Uh, and why did I start it? Because I, Bach's, I love Bach's music. Um, I'm obsessed with it, I think I might say. And uh, this gives me a chance to to play it uh, uh, with people I love to play with.
0: And is this particular year, um, has it got a particular theme?
1: Yes, uh, the thing we've chosen for 2017 is Bach and the paradigm of perfection. Um, and what we're doing here is playing those works that Bach considered to be his attempt at perfection in each genre. Uh, He had a a belief that he was destined or that it was his duty to produce the greatest example in each genre. So the greatest passion, uh, the greatest example of a fugue, uh, the greatest concertos. Um, And I think many people would say he achieved that.
0: Well, it sounds like you could put an awful lot of his works into this weekend and you've only got a limited time. So which ones are actually going to rise to the top? Well,
1: several works um, are actually considered to be part of this idea of a a model of perfection. Um, The Matthew Passion, he revised it to make it uh, in his eyes, perfect just before his death, and we're including that. Um, the Art of Fugue, uh, which is, uh, was his attempt to write a series of perfect fugues on a single theme, um, uh, combined with other themes, actually. But, uh, and he's ma- going to ma- be playing that? Yeah, that's going to be played by Stephen Devine. Um, we're going to play uh, The Musical Offering. It's another one example of a very late work. Most of the, the works uh, in the weekend are late ones a trio sonata, which I think many people would say is the queen of all trio sonatas.
0: Right. And you're also going to be doing the harpsichord concerto works. Am I am I right in that? Because really, Bach emancipated that instrument from its continual role and, and brought it right onto the centre stage. Didn't
1: yes. Uh, uh, he um, he decided uh, to make it into a... I suppose his works were the model for the modern keyboard concerto. In fact, uh, even, even now... Uh, piano concertos are written with his basic, his format basically in mind. Um, and the, the concert, which is the final concert of the weekend, is a, uh, a concert featuring solo harpsichord concerti and double harpsichord concerti um, and includes the great D minor harpsichord concerto, perhaps the greatest of all of them. <laughs>
0: I'd like to move on to Jakob. Um, you've kindly come in here, the Swedish luteinist. Um You're going to be playing the late works for lute. And in fact, Bach was great friends with the most famous lutenist of his, his age, Silvius Leopold Weiss. Can you tell us something about the relationship and what came out of it?
2: Yes, um, all we know really is that the two met in 1739 when uh, Silvius Leopold Weiss visited Bach and apparently, great music was being made when they when they met. Um, we don't know very much more about that. But interestingly, one of Weiss's sonatas actually has proved to be uh, a violin sonata with harpsichord that, had, up until now, was believed to be by Bach. But in actual fact, it's it's Bach writing some. Uh, Decoration over a vice solo lute piece, so that could be what they what they play when they play together.
0: And this Suite in C minor is one of the really great works for lute, isn't it? Because some of the other works that you would play by Bach normally are arrangements, but this is absolutely a, a work That's written right, for the instrument. As far as we know,
2: yes. Mm-hmm. Whether he actually uh, sat and, and wrote it um, on a keyboard is also a possibility, because because Bach liked the sound of the lute very much, and the lute was. Uh, very uh, highly regarded in that period, um, uh, but of course to play the instrument is tricky. <laughs> Bach uh, spent a lot of time composing and and, and uh, raising a big family and so on. Um, so whether he would have had time to, to actually learn it so is, is debatable. Um, so he probably designed this instrument called the Lautenwerk, which was in fact a keyboard oh, that's instrument. A sort of uh, there's a lute yes, yes uh, and he might well. Have played it on that, but I think his idea was to have it on the lute. That was the sort of uh, uh, the plan. Um, we don't know any lutenists who actually played it at that time, because there are no, as they call intabulations, no arrangements of that period uh, of this work.
1: This piece is so good that uh, I had to arrange it for flute and guitar, uh, oh. and I played it for for years with a duo partner, and then another arrangement for flute and harpsichord because I, it, it transcends instrumental use.
0: I'd like to come on to Frederick the Great, who was oh. the flautist king, who the lucky man, the was the recipient lucky man. of the musical offering. Yeah. Yes, and tell us about this particular story in I 1747. I'll tell you the story. Tell you
1: the story. Uh, we have to go by the press reports of the day, and I'm sure I have no reason to they weren't accurate. They, they described how. Mr. Bach arrived, uh, invited by the, the great uh, Frederick the Great, who was actually a very enlightened monarch, you know, a, a terrific man, emancipator of the Jews, a um, great liberal arts man. Um, and he, he had bought some new pianos from Mr. Silbermann, forte e pianos. These are very early examples of the modern piano, um, quite beautiful instruments. And he wanted Bach to come and try them. Uh, and he gave Bach, so they say, um, I'm sure it's true, uh, a very, very complicated fugue subject, and asked him to uh, do the impossible and improvise a three-part fugue on the spot, which Bach did. And then, to the astonishment uh, of all who are present, Bach then improvised a six-part fugue on the spot on the same subject, something quite extraordinary, reducing the monarch to you know, an emotional state of collapse and admiration. So, so there you go, that's the story. Uh, uh, what's definitely true is that uh, after the visit, Bach went away and uh, wrote two fugues, two beautiful, beautiful fugues. One, one of them, an extraordinary six-part fugue, apparently modelled on what he played there, a three-part fugue, which opens the musical offering, and a trio sonata.
0: What, what is a trio sonata? A trio yeah.
1: sonata. A trio sonata is two uh, upper voices or two solo voices on top of a continuous section, which can consist of many different things, but but most traditionally consists of a harpsichord and cello or a harpsichord and gamba. So they, they're the kind of bass line in a, a sort of bass jazz combo, as it were, yes. on top of which the, the two soloists uh, um, improvise, or, or rather they play, they, they play what, what's written, but, but they're allowed to ornament and so on. Um, now the point is that uh, it's called a triasonade because there are only three voices notated. And, and Bach, um, funnily enough, not that many survive. I'm sure he wrote many, but only uh, two have survived, mm-hmm. um, apart from this. And this one is is something extraordinary. It's, it's, it's written on a scale like no other trio sonata.
0: And of course, there are actually sort of, uh, there there are sort of signs and messages within the canons, aren't there, that that are actually speaking to the king?
1: The canons, uh, which are quite beautiful pieces, alongside the fugues and the trio sonata, um, uh, have very little motives alongside them, often using augmentation. One extraordinary canon uh, actually gets to the end of each statement of it and rises by a tone. And so then you start in that key, that it rises by another tone. And you can go on infinitum. Um, I think we're going to do at least seven or eight uh, reprisals of that. Um, And he writes by it, May the fortune of the king rise with the rising keys.
0: Beautiful. And then there's one where the time expands. That's right. And he says, Uh, May the fortune of the the king
1: king augment with each note. Exactly. Uh, uh, And all these wonderful little messages to the king. There's no uh, evidence at all that the king ever played the Trio or even opened the package when it arrived. Um, I think uh, I heard that they would uh, appear to be untouched when they found it. So, yeah. so yes. But th- it's very strange because most of Bach's works, and this is, this is part of what the paradigm of perfection is about, most of Bach's compositions were written as a source of money. They were written to commission his enormous cantata output, which we could, we could talk about as well. I mean, his body, the cantata output, 200 cantatas, is, is, the, is the central, magnificent. Stravinsky described it as the most major body of work in the Western musical history, Mm -hmm. as it is. Um, uh, But he wrote them all because he had to. He was was writing them week by week. Every week there was a concert, uh, and he had to write uh, for the services of the church. Uh, But towards the end of his life, he started to write things off his own bat, uh, without commission. Now, The Art of Fugue wasn't commissioned musical offering wasn't commissioned.
0: So these are exercises in in trying to create And the final version
1: of the Mathematica was never performed so so what's going on here is something uh, beyond a job it's something uh, he's writing
2: for posterity.
0: And Jakob are there works that are coming into Martin's weekend that you would yourself like to hear?
2: Well, absolutely. Yeah, Bach is, is just uh, amazing. And uh, every Easter, I, I listen to Matthew Passion because I just i am uh, stunned by that work and it, it grips me. And it's a tradition, a friend of mine in Sweden, we, we used to do that when we were young. And uh, yeah, Bach is, is the greatest.
0: So this weekend is called the paradigm of perfection. But what sort of atmosphere are you trying to strike here? Is it going to be quite a reverent one?
1: Um, well, Matthew Patton, of course, will be treated with great reverence, but um, many of the concerts will be informal, and uh, the artists we we all like to introduce the pieces and explain them and I think it's really important uh, to get away from that feeling that we're playing music at people mm-hmm. and uh, because the, the Bach fans they, are, they know the music already, but they they like to have things explained to them a little. Um, and I'll be talking about musical offering. I'm sure that Jakob will be uh, saying a word or two about the lute pieces before he plays them.
2: Yes, yeah, certainly I intend to explain a little bit about the instrument and, and, and invite people in to listen to the lute. Of course, the lute is, is, is a wonderful instrument in that its decibel is like the spoken voice. And when you play to people, um, you need for them to be brought in to you as well. So there's a, there's a sort of uh, a dialogue uh, necessary, really, for people to enjoy the loop
0: There's so much in this weekend. I think it's the sort of event where you need to come and stay Am I right Absolutely. in saying that? You need, we, we, you need to hang on that. in there. I mean,
1: there. Um, I mean the, look, this is the point. It's, it's what's called, that I, I, I don't actually like the expression total immersion, but it is total immersion. I mean, we, we have, uh, the concerts go continuously from Friday evening right the way through to Sunday evening. There's a night concert on Friday evening. You can stay in between, meet the artists, have a drink. Uh, there's, of course, the lovely cafes, of course, around here. Um, and, and the thing about Bach people is, um, and this is, you, you asked me at the beginning, why, why Bach? One of the great things about Bach is the people like Bach are really nice people. <laughs> they are because because Bach is such a humanist. I think you can if someone really likes Bach, it's, it's hard to imagine someone being a Bach fan and not being a nice person.
0: So you have a sort of friendly community, Absolutely. of people that you yes. can join. Yes, and you
1: know, and I, I like to meet them and I like to talk to them. And we're all we're all Bach fans, the the, the performers and the listeners.
0: Well, for those who would like their annual Bach fix, this is definitely. Um, an answer to that and to find out more go to www.kingsplace.co.uk forward slash bark 2017 and thank you very much martin and Yeko.